Hey listeners, you're tuning in to a podcast about kids in the hall that easily veers off into mature subject matter and includes a whole heck of a lot of swearing. Enjoy the show, eh? Tell. Impolite and evil. <laughs> Impolite and evil. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be reviewing every episode with witty banter and unmissable segments like, God, this is so Canadian, and therefore, I had a bad childhood. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Trevor Record in Vancouver, Canada. I'm joined by Kalina McCordoff in Vancouver right now as well. Yes, right next to Whoa. Trevor. Whoa. <laughs> exciting. Uh, so and exciting. we also have Stu Derek Hoddick in, in Vancouver as well. Oh, so exciting! Uh, and Hans Seidemann in Prince Rupert. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be in Vancouver next it's week. Uh, so, uh, for our sketch rundown, uh, we'll be reviewing episode two of season two, which aired on October 2, 1990. Ooh. Ooh. Uh, El so, let's kick it off with our sketch rundown. We've got. Musical gun barrels. Some cops play O Canada on their guns. Spoiler Fra- alert, it's dumb. <laughs> I love I love police mm, department. Oh, Elena liked it. Dumb. Yeah. Oh. Fra- oh. French trappers. Russell. The introduction of the French Canadian trappers. They murder businessmen for their suits. Uh, <laughs> so good. Cabbage Head wants a date. The platon which I would consider the platonic ideal of a cabbage head sketch. Uh, mm-hmm. That's the three worst. installments of Firing Chris. Scott Thompson has some creative ways of firing Bruce. Dave hires and immediately fires Bruce, and then Bruce is fired from a police lineup. <laughs> the happy loner. Mark plays a loner who's stubbed his toe, and it, he's letting it fester because he thinks it's interesting. Uh, mm-hmm. Proof of evil. The first Hecubus sketch, I think. If Hecubus mm-hmm. is sleeping, how can he hear me? Maybe it's because he's <laughs> lying. He's lying. Buddy Cole plays softball. Buddy manages a lesbian <laughs> baseball team called the Sappho Slugs. <laughs> so let's dive in with Kids Say the Fucking Darndest Things, where we annoy our listeners by spending five minutes doing impressions. Kalina, <laughs> why don't you start us off with your favorite line from this episode? Oh my god, there were so many good ones uh, in episode two, but... Um, from one of my all-time favorite duos, Kevin as evil master Simon Milligan and uh, Dave Foley as his manservant Hecubus. Um, w- when he introduces Hecubus, it's just the real earnest and enthusiastic way that Dave says, <laughs> I am ready to serve you, master, and Satan. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, as I'm sure some of you will pick up on, on some of the lines from Fur Trappers, uh, there's that session after they've obviously k- killed off some of the businessmen and taken their suits, and they're sort of having a campfire in the office, and they're kind of they're kind of reminiscing on the day's catch, and they say, "Oh, but we must be careful not to deplete the stock. We don't want to do the same thing we did with the beaver. Oh, not no, the, beaver. the beaver. Where were our not heads? Where were what our were we heads? Thinking? We need to think long term." Um, that is an excellent segue because my favorite was the Voyager song because I am from Manitoba, <laughs> so I have been immersed in this shit since I was a little. <laughs> so you were a fur trapper. Yeah, you know how it is. Manitoba's fucking crazy. <laughs> That's true. No, so, just, uh, so uh, do you mean the Janti Alouette song? 
Oh, yeah, well, like, we have, Manitoba has Festival de Voyageur every year, which oh. is, like, a winter festival. And they do, like, ice sculptures, and people dress up, and it's always struck me as, like, kind of strange and silly, but, like, it's a big deal. They have snacks. Do they have a stall selling fresh suits? Absolutely. And beaver, and beaver tails, yeah. Exactly, yeah. Wouldn't be the same um, I, I, I just like to, sorry, go ahead. Oh, I just I I loved that skit, and I thought the timing was so funny with with their singing together and their call and response, and then bopping people on the noggin <laughs> in the office. <laughs> such a just completely uh, tickled my fancy. the The way that the the way that Kevin just dead eyes stares at the guy as he drops to the ground yes. after hitting the, him first is is so great. Um, I, I'd like to just note for the record that I knew Kalina's line was going to be from Simon. How did you know? And I, I I put it into my notes for the episode yeah, before she had even seen it. Um, but my favorite line for the episode also like the rest of you comes from the French trapper skit, uh, which is one of my all time favorite sketches. Uh, and the line I'm thinking of is the one where the businessman who has chewed off his own leg is hopping away. And Kevin asks, shall we go after him, Jacques? And Dave replies with no, Francois, let that one go. He has spirit. Someday he may be vice president. (laughs) I I love the the woodsy wisdom of the French trapper. Um, and let's move on to funnier with repetition now. Um, and this speak, I want to talk about Cabbage Head. And this is not the first time we've seen Cabbage Head, but I've always considered Cabbage Head to be one of the worst fucking parts of Kids in the Hall. Yeah. I okay. like, like, I like him to a troop that was already getting a little bit tired by this point, where it's like, there was just these kind of cigar chomping macho men that were kind of played for laughs. Yeah. And it was like... Think about, like, Ed the Sock or Triumph the Com- mm-hmm. Comic Insult Dog. Oh, yeah. God, Triumph. And this, this, like, this character feels, like, the closest to me to, like, just a Saturday Night Live or Mad TV character, you know? Where they're like, yeah, just let's fill out ten minutes by having that character show up again. And it mm-hmm. just sucks the air out of it. But, like, watching it in this episode, like, I kind of thought, oh, you know what? This one's actually kind of funny. And I was like, maybe yeah. the problem with Cabbage Head is just that they usually use him in a very lazy way, and they tried a little bit. So I might be totally off base here, but did you guys like at all this Cabbage Head sketch? I think this is, I, I take your point, this is the most acceptable of the Cabbage Head so far. Um, and I think you have hit the nail on the head of saying that it's because they're not just doing what if someone was terrible to women joke and doing a what if someone was terrible to women in this context and then had to actually build something. Yeah. And that's also an extremely relatable trope right now where we have fake woke bay. Oh, yeah. That, <laughs> yes. that is like a, a thing that happens. Uh, I have a story about that from kind of recently. I was at a oh, party, oh. a costume party. I was wearing leather pants. I was playing beer pong, and this guy came up and smacked me on the ass. Mm. And I was like, that's not okay. He was like, well, you were asking for it. Like, no. No, and we had a little conversation about that and how it's not appropriate. And so he leaves, and he comes back a little bit later, and he's like, just so you know, I'm a feminist. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not great. Uh, 
I'll, I'll jump in and then, I, I mean, I definitely agree with you, Stu. I, I, I really actually liked this sketch, um, but I, I think it is all because this particular instance of it kind of speaks to things that, that we're encountering nowadays. So it feels a little bit more modern. Like I don't, I don't, they obviously weren't going for it. I don't think, but it, it did actually make me wonder, um, given how relevant it felt, um, whether those were similar kind of, uh, issues back then. Like, I wonder if second wave feminism had fake woke guys, you know what I mean? Like, oh, uh, it, I think it definitely like, did without yeah. question, yeah. which is just kind of interesting. So it's like it, the cyclical nature of it. Right. But, but so much of what he was doing and saying just felt like it could have easily been incorporated into an incel online manifesto today you know what i mean um it it was just so absurd uh i didn't even think uh, it was that out there i thought it was very like accessible red pill stuff where people are like no you gotta pretend you're interested in the shit so this this yeah it's 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 super topical today which which is unfortunate but like I did not find it funny at all, but the thing is, it's not. Okay. It's not because it's over the top, cringeworthy, where previous and future cabbage head uh, sketches will go, um, mm-hmm. and it's not crude enough to appeal to what I think is sort of like base level immature cr- crude humor. Mm. And you know what? I think the reason it's sort of not funny is because it's simply because it's just it's a bit too real. Because it's he's hitting that gray space where he's able to blur lines where people can't realize whether he's overstepping or not. Mm. Oh, so you almost feel like this is worse than other cabbage heads because he, like, like, hides his malice. But I don't know whether it's worse. It's just, like, there are so many situations, like, sorry, getting serious here, but, like, where Mm. women are in that situation where you don't Mm. know whether, you know, you're you're in that space where, like, you're going to be called a bitch if you say something. Mm -hmm. Um, Right. And if you and, and if you let it to real. keep cabbage head would call someone. Oh a bitch. yeah, and, and, <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, and if you let it keep going, it's only going to get worse. So like you're, you're you're negotiating what the easiest path out of the situation is, and they're kind of mm. pu- yeah, they're like not making it clear whether they're about to step over that line or whether they have already. And mm. it's just it's sort of right. like innocuous evil. <laughs> like that's mm. what it, that's what well, it feels yeah. like. Well, I think, but I think you're saying that it's like it is still oh, so accessible. Yeah, but it's totally. So so accessible right now that it's not actually accessible, but like topical because... for sure. Yeah, well, or re- or relevant or or mm, like, yeah, like yeah. you said, feels Sorry. feels too real. You know what I mean? Like like I, I, you know, and yeah, you're definitely right, and I think it makes sense that the three of us have different opinions on mm-hmm. it, just in the sense that we we kind of look at it as like, look at this asshole, and they're definitely poking fun at him, right? But it doesn't, you know, we we get to laugh at it because you know we're not on the other side of that, uh, having to put up with that actual real life person ever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What, what's so yeah, what's so bizarre true. about it is like they were clearly aware enough of that what now like almost 30 years ago like, yes this that's, is from 19 i know that's, it's, so it, that's what blows my mind yeah. yeah well and he he pulls like a lot of different little tactics in this sketch too where he's like i'm a sad yeah boy. first he's he had a bad childhood and then like by the end it's like he cries because he maybe has a small penis yeah 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 Oh man, that just like got serious. Ne- that like constant like negging dude trope where it's just like if I'm constantly on the offensive, you'll have to like me eventually. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they play the guild card. Also, also you have to make me feel better because you made fun of my mm-hmm. small penis. <laughs> uh, Ooh, yeah, yeah, that was a, that was that, a weird aspect. That is kind of frosty. <laughs> yeah, no, that yeah. makes me feel bad. <laughs> okay, I. 
think we should move on. <laughs> yes, we've said, we've said what we needed we've to say. We've been put, uh, the three boys have been put in our place where we're like, maybe this is a funny sketch. And Clay's like, no, let me explain why it's not. Yeah. Like, oh, okay, it's not. Yeah. It's yeah. not a, not oh, a funny. Oh, right, the world is a horrifying <laughs> place. Sure is. I remember now. It's just, well, we can thank our lucky stars that the, the women had their friends there or else he would have been oh, even worse. Gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, uh, stand up sketch. Let's I, move sorry, on to I, I hate to be, I hate to belabor uh, a, a you know a, a bit, but uh, I I was kind of interested in the the three reactions of the women to his kind of one by one singling them out, and I, and I did really feel like that 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 um, matched something I've seen in real life, which is just kind of di- the different strategies that women mm-hmm. use to get rid of guys like that, right? Like there's there's the one who's like. Uh, you know, I, I'm a lesbian and just, and like, and Can uses watch, an excuse to brush yeah. out. The other one, the other one does that, like, uh, that challenging thing to try and shut him down. And, and I'm trying to remember what, uh, what Kevin did. I think, I think just, oh, just was kind of brushed him off or whatever. And it just, I don't know. Well, that, third, that was third, kind of interesting to me too. asked him how big his dick was. No, that was the one that was challenging. No, I know. I was oh, saying sorry, yeah. Kevin was the first but one. No, but see, yeah. This, and just kind of brushed him totally off. And then the second one was like, happened to me just a couple months ago. Like we were... Uh, yeah. at a at a festival um, and some guy like had a million places to sit but he decided to sit right next to us on this this train going through town oh, and we're uh-huh, just like snuggling up to everybody and you're like kind of facing people uh, so you had to like knock knees kind uh, of thing geez. and he kind of like started being like why aren't you smiling and like that oh. did not go well so like one of my friends was pretty much just telling him to like f off and i was looking at him being like why are you being you know why are you being so rude but like trying to have like a rational conversation about it while he's trying to like talk about his traveling exploits and then another girl's kind of taking more of like oh haha he's harmful i'm sitting the furthest away kind of situation so we're Um, entitling this segment (laughs) incarnation of evil why (laughs) (laughs) so he was my summer cabbage head Why don't we move on to our standout sketch and worst sketch based on how good or bad we thought the episode was with a rating out of five. Uh, so let's keep it short and sweet. And Hans, why don't you start us off? Well, I mean, I it's obvious to me it's got to be the Fur Trappers. Um, it's it's one of, if not my most favorite sketch of all time. Um, and it's often the first sketch I'll show people when I'm trying to convince them to check out the show. I give it five chewed off legs out of five. <laughs> nice. um, I'd also love to give a shout out to Bobby Cole or Buddy Cole plays softball, which was weird and delightful, but was never going to top for trappers. Oh, um, I want to say that has got to be the most acceptable Buddy Cole bit that we've seen oh, yeah. so far. I just offhand sure. mentioned, like, I think it's not that offensive. Maybe slightly. I don't know. I think maybe we have to talk to some. Maybe. I, on I, <laughs> it doesn't make. Well, okay. Yeah, the other Bruce thing to consider is the like the least the least offensive does not mean it is not yeah. offensive. I, I, I like yeah. how we it, can't definitively <laughs> ever say that something that Buddy Cole in is. No, I don't think it ever really <laughs> is. Yeah. There's no, but it's, I mean, it's more it's of a spectrum. It? It's a spectrum of <laughs> yeah. acceptability. A, yeah. <laughs> well, so Buddy, Buddy Cole exists on a spectrum of both sexuality and everything else. Um, there are landmines anyway. everywhere. As far as the worst sketch, I'm going to give it to the Firing Chris series, uh, which is, I think, saying something for, I think, how good I thought this episode was overall, because even even those bits were, were pretty decent. They just didn't stand up with the rest of the lineup. Okay, I would I would also agree with you, by the way, that the French 
uh, Trappers is the best this episode, Hans. And as mm. I was writing that, I was like, I know Hans is going to give this a number. I just could smell the Hans coming <laughs> off of that sketch. And I was like, I can imagine. It's that good French-Canadian mayonnaise. I, yeah. like cabana sucre. Yes, Dijon. with a little bit of chipotle or something on the top. <laughs> yeah. Yes, that French-Canadian chipotle. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so as, as soon as that I was watching that, I was thinking about a young Hans going around the the playground pretending to be the french trappers i i absolutely did do <laughs> did that you? i absolutely oh. did yes uh so i would yeah. i'm gonna give it uh four very fresh armani out of five um <laughs> nice. and for me the worst sketch goes to the happy loner oh, it's because it's fucking gross as hell man yeah, oh, I know. that was a great sketch yeah. i'm giving oh, that no, i'm giving better. that two rotting toes out of five oh, it was very man. dark but it was very good Okay, well, Kalina, what were your favorite and least so, I wonder. I mean, okay, listen, I, I love Simon and Hecubus, hands down, but there are so many more iterations of it, so I group them more together as sort of a fantastic duo that's just one of my favorite sort of reoccurring sketches. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a fantastic Dave and Kevin uh, duo, but, you know, I, I do have to give it to Fur Trappers as well, this is, which oh, is also what? a Dave and Kevin <laughs> duo. <laughs> and yeah, they're just killing it. It's just super Canadian. It's absurd. It does the whole, like, you know, making fun of business and office workers again. And you just, yeah, like, it's just, it's one of the best sketches to give to someone who does not know Kids in the Hall. Mm. It's just so good. So, um, yeah, five pelts out of five. Mm. Um, and yeah, worst sketch obviously goes to Cabbage Head for all the aforementioned reasons. <laughs> fair, yeah. fair enough. Fair enough. I'm gonna do the worst first, and I don't know. I, I'm sorry that Cabbage Head made so many people so uncomfortable, and that sucks. I thought that it was like, you know, emotional loading aside, kind of funny because it was on the drawing the points of like Cabbage Head's kind of a piece of shit, and it's felt kind of obvious. Mm-hmm. Um, but like. The happy loner was just so gross. I hated it. I hate when they it do It was a Mark like Lowe point. And they're just like, what if like a gross character did a gross thing and we had to watch it and you weren't allowed yeah. to go anywhere because it's television. It really, no, I love it that. It really bit. reminded yeah. me a lot of like all those Tim and Eric things where they do gross things yes. like make man oh. milk. Oh my god, and stuff. yeah, that's. Wait, a good I don't. One. I don't know Think what Tim it, and yeah. Eric. Is. Oh. Oh, oh wow. Wow. Well, we're gonna take it They do a lot of Ooh. sketches, Kleena, where men lactate. Yeah. That's a, oh. that's a, that's a, I a mean, major just part a lot of, of like, thing. Are they Canadian? Infection humor. Like, yeah. Oh. Are they they're can- really into infected yeah. faces. No, they're not They're not Canadian, oh. Kleena. Um, so, yeah, I, I think it's got to be that one, because it's just like, it's another Mark character that he does, but it's not <laughs> funny, and it's nasty, and I don't understand the voice he does. And Actually, I kind of like it. Judge. It's a good voice. It's all right. But yeah, nasty as hell. I really liked French Trappers. I really liked Pit of Infinite Darkness, the Simon and Hecubus. But I think that Kevin is a little magoo, so I feel bad voting for that as best skit. Because it feels like he's acting at like a child's party. Yeah, but that's... We we haven't talked about it yet, but... So good about it. Sorry, go ahead, Kleena. No, I'm just saying that's what's so good about it. It's just like they're sort of spailed Satanists. They're just being polite Canadian (laughs) Satanists. I know, and it's really cute, and it's really, really funny, and his, 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 his interaction with Dave is great, but I'm just like... 
There's only so much Kevin mugging I can take. It's all the same mugging. I want, I want no, that my, okay. slathered all over my bread. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stand up for Kevin. Pit of Infinite Darkness by saying that the, the moment where Kevin says to look into my face is to look into the face of evil. And then they zoom in on his face and he has, <laughs> he, he has these yeah. very, very tentative like looks to the side yeah. and then yeah. finishes so off with an eyebrow has, raise. No, and it's like... He has these tiny little smiles, and that made Cat lose her shit. She was it's, just sitting there, and he's like, "It's when his Look eyes." His face. No, it's when his eyes dart just ever so slightly to the side of the camera, like looking for <laughs> approval. That's what it is. Yeah. That just oh, that gets me so much. Okay, it's still pretty it's McGoo. It's so good. But All right, I'll give it a pass because he's great. He is great. Mm -hmm. Love you, Kevin. Pit, I'm putting it down. Pit of Infinite Darkness. Thank Woo. you, Kevin. Take me surfing. <laughs> All right, that's it for our episode two review. Join us next week for episode three of season two, which will be hosted by none other than Kalina. Impolite me, Kalina. Thank you Kalina. for listening to Kiss and Tell. Bye. Bye. Hail Satan. <laughs> Satan. <laughs>